0: Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Batflips and Maple Dips. My name's Clayton Croker coming to you from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, let's go around the horn here with the boys. Justin Anderson just saved like $300 on a winter jacket. He's feeling good. Hell yeah. All right, good talk. Um, <laughs> super pumped about saving that money. It's like Hell minus yeah. 45 here with the wind chill, I, I so I that's actually a really big deal.
1: The zipper on my coat, just
0: like put. Out in Halifax, Patrick Marsh. Have you been to a Thunderbirds game yet, by the way? The new lacrosse team in town?
2: No, I've been so friggin' busy. Uh, I really want to. I'm just. I got friends that I want to go with, and I'm trying to get them going at the same time as me, and it's really hard to do, and that's what happens when you get older, and it's really depressing. But I'm still excited for the Thunderbirds, and I'm sure I'll get to a game sooner than later. Sounds hopefully. like a, a lot of excuses yeah. on so that. So, what I'm hearing
1: there. is you have a lot of excuses. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's how my <laughs> wife makes her money—the National Cross League—and you yeah. decide not to support it. Hey, that's cool. People don't forget, bud. People don't forget. <laughs> uh, wherever you're listening, Fa- or uh, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher—wherever you're listening, thanks a bunch. Uh, thanks in advance for following us on the socials: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at BFMd Podcast. Uh, retweet us. Mention us on Twitter, ask us some questions, you do you. Uh, give us some reviews on iTunes or wherever because we really appreciate it, like hearing the inputs. Uh, some housekeeping things. First of all, um, we're ditching the seasons. Just like Alex Anthopoulos ditching Brett Laurie, we're Whoa. getting rid of the seasons. And I think it's going to be as good a move as that Josh Donaldson-Brett Laurie. No, actually nothing is as good as that trade. Never mind, I take that, that pretty back. That's good, yeah. But also because it gives us a lot of street cred because this is episode 80 of Batflips and Maple oh. Dips. So 80 episodes, not bad. So episode (laughs) 80 of Batflips and Maple Dips, no more seasons. It's a new era, fellas.
1: New year, new you. New year, new us. Yeah. It's
0: not just about you.
1: Well, I said new you because you made this decision. <laughs> as, Homer w-
0: as Homer Simpson would say, it's you to us, not you to you, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Huge news on the podcast. I know everyone cares about that a lot. Uh, speaking of huge news, we're just going to get right into it. Usually we shoot the shit about stuff for like 10 minutes. Uh, we got to get into this Astro stuff, though. Yeah, because, it happened. Um, pretty big punishment in college football, they call this the the death penalty. It happened yeah. to USC. It's uh, happened to SMU. A couple teams, but uh, basically the the big ones here. One year suspension for GM uh, Jeff Lunau. Is it Lunell? Lunau? Yeah, Lunau? Yeah, yeah. I've always I, I messed up saying his you name. Got it. Also, side note. Do you know that Neil Pert's name was Neil Piert? No way. Everyone's been calling him Neil Pertz. It's Neil Pierce. Rest in peace, by the way. Yeah, rest in peace. One of the best drummers of all time. Manager AJ Hinch, he's also going to be suspended uh, for a year. Uh, mm-hmm. They're also going to get fined by the
1: Astros they owner. They got fired. Yes. Not fined. They got fired? They got fired. He let off his press conference by oh, firing them. Not fined. I didn't know them. about that part. That oh, must yeah. have
0: just happened. Like.
1: Like an hour and a half, two hours yeah. ago. Yeah. I well, took a nap. It was, Jeez. It was, yeah. After the story broke, he had a press conference, and he just started off by just firing them.
0: I need some glasses. Because Surprise. Because I fined. Because, <laughs> again, like, ours come look yeah. like N sometimes. I'm coming in hot. Super professional. Um, <laughs> also, they're going to lose their first and second round draft picks for 2020 and 2021, and a $5 million dollar fine. So That's they did get fined.
1: Tricks. That's the maximum fine allowed. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what do you think, Patrick? Is this enough? Is it not enough?
2: Uh, The short answer is no, it's not enough. But the long answer is that this is a great start and it sets a very impressive precedent, Mm. uh, especially with Jim Crane coming in and just dropping the absolute bomb in the press conference that they're both fired. I mean, we knew it was coming. Yeah. But holy shit, he is clearing house and uh, like rats on a sinking ship. Everybody's going to be bailing.
1: Did you guys ever participate in like sports forums back in the day? Like oh, online. yeah. Oh, yeah. This always reminds me of when a moderator would throw down on the band hammer. Just like somebody would oh, say yeah. something stupid and then all of a sudden just banned. Yeah. Band. This is just like, this reminds me of that. Like this, this is, uh, Jim Crane is the moderator here. He just threw down a band hammer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the thing <laughs> is though, like a lot of people are looking at the statements that AJ Hinch had. He's like, yeah. I had no idea this was uh, going on. Allegedly. Are you kidding me? How do you not know this is going on? You're the manager of the baseball team. You're around these guys all the time. Yeah. Like you're at the ballpark all the time. You walk by that little TV garbage can set up well, every single yeah, time. I
1: mean, it says, like, he's like, he, like, went and damaged the monitor a couple of times. But, like, he didn't do anything to report it. So, like, he knew something was going on, but he, like, didn't do anything about it. He's like, oh, I'm just going to break their TV. They won't just go buy a new TV.
0: I almost think that this is <laughs> a bad look on him for not knowing about it. You're yeah. the manager of the team. You should know everything. Yeah. And yet this is this is going on behind his back. He has no idea. I mean, that, I mean, I know he's a great manager, but how do you not know that? That's the only thing. Like, I, I bet he did know that, and he's using this as an excuse. Well,
1: it's interesting, too, that, that Dave Hudgens, who was their hitting coach at the time and is our bench coach, mm-hmm. wasn't mentioned in this at all. So I don't know what he would have said. Because, I mean, he was literally the hitting coach. He was in charge of the yeah. hitters who were doing this. Yeah. And, yeah, that kind of, that's a little fishy to me. So I don't know what he had to say. Mm-hmm. If he just, like, gave them everything, dropped his pants, and said, please take whatever you need. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, what about Alex Cora and all of this, too?
1: The, that's going to come. Because they're still investigating the Red Sox after. Because mm-hmm. he was named manager the year after in Boston for 2018. Yeah. And they are investigating the Red Sox for stealing, too. So whatever Alex Cora did in Houston, if if he did anything in Houston, he may have taken it to Boston with him.
0: Well, Patrick, do you think it's fair to punish Alex Cora? Because in a way, that's punishing the Red Sox, who had nothing to do with this. But they
1: also are getting investigated for the same thing. I
0: know, but in this situation, though, if you punish Alex Cora, you're going to be punishing the Red Sox in turn. Is that fair to the Red Sox, Patrick?
2: Okay, it's a good question because there's a lot of moving parts to this whole investigation and, mm-hmm. and everything that's coming. For one part, the individual should be punished, not the team. But that being said, you you know, if the individual is a member of a different team, which nobody has any control over except for that individual, mm-hmm. I, I mean, too fucking bad. But that being said, I want everybody to understand that there are two teams here that are responsible for doing this they're investigating the red sox so we don't we can't really make definitive statements as far yeah. as to what degree um cora belongs to both teams so i don't know if there's like a gonna be like a double a double ban hammer to him or what's going to happen exactly oh. but more importantly the, i guess the question becomes if Cora gets suspended for a year. What happens to the Red Sox? Are they just gonna call 2020 a, a lost season because they're already struggling to figure out what they're gonna do with uh, Mookie Betts and they're allegedly shopping David Price to try to save some money and they're it's just a it's already a clusterfuck in Boston and now it's just this is just gonna make it worse. Well, what about the players? Like, should the
0: players not be a little bit responsible in this too? The players
1: are part of the players' union, though. Like, so, like, the players' union controls their punishments. Mm-hmm. And if the players' union chooses not to do anything, then the MLB, under the CBA, they can't really do anything about it in this in yep. this situation because this doesn't fall anywhere underneath of, like, the performance enhancement drug policies that that are in the CBA. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like this in there, which is a good point now because, because we are approaching the end of the current CBA. Are there going to be... New articles in the in the next CBA mm-hmm. that that pertain to this whole cheating thing. I and think there might have oh, to be. Oh, oh yeah,
0: how do you punish individual players too? It's like you go back yeah. and watch the tape, and oh, you did it sixty eight times. We're right. gonna punish there's you. There's the whistles. For this. There's the garbage can. Like it's hard to narrow down who was more responsible yeah. well, and who and wasn't.
1: I mean, and and the reason that you bring up players too is, I mean, Carlos Beltran was still playing at that time. He's now the manager of the New York Mets. Yeah, but they can't punish him because he was a player at the time. So even yeah. though he's no longer a player and he is a a, a staff member, mm-hmm. he can't be punished for this scandal because he was a player at the time. So unless the MLB Players Union says, oh yeah, we, we want to punish Carlos Beltran, which I don't know if they even can either anymore because mm-hmm. he's not a part of their union either. So yeah. it's like... He's kind of just like he's diplomatic community. <laughs> yeah, a
0: lot of people said that maybe that World Series title should have been uh, stripped. revoked. And ah, stripped. That's super tough. That would be going pretty far.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, but at
0: the same time, it's cheating. Like again, like
1: yeah, where the where do you like where do you set the precedent though? Like this is the this is the the, the first video cheating scandal, mm-hmm. and. Of its of its magnitude, anyway. I mean, we've had some minor like accusations and some minor uh, fines thrown out in the past, but like nothing on this level.
0: Well, let's play the what if game here, Patrick. Like, what if they did strip the World Series title from the Astros? Like, what what mm. do you think the reaction would be from people?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think people in Houston would be would be super pissed. I mean, I don't recall. A World Series title ever being stripped from a team Um, that's something I'd have to look into a little bit more yeah I don't think I don't think it's happened I don't think it's ever happened I know there have been scandals in the past about game fixing in the World Series and we'll talk about that later when uh, spoiler alert we're gonna be talking about a historical look at lifetime bans uh, with Professor Marsh Professor Anderson is on hiatus or a sabbatical, if you will. <laughs> but I don't know. This is there's no precedent for this. This is the this is the game changer. This is the trendsetter. This is the thing that's gonna dictate what happens in the future when it comes to video cheating. So I really I have no friggin' idea.
1: Honestly, it, it's tough. I mean like most things, people would be in two distinct camps, either the ones that were like, Yeah, take it away or the ones would have been like you, you can't do it. And I I'm not sure where I've fallen at this point. I'm like, I'm happy that there were punishments of this magnitude laid out because it does set that expectation that hey, if you get caught doing this in the future, you're gonna get fi- You're gonna get lose. You're gonna get suspended for a year, and you're probably gonna get fired by your team. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty a pretty fair outcome. I mean, I I I my my tinfoil hat wearing personality. Thinks that uh, Jim Lunau or or Jim Crane, sorry, fired these guys on the instructions of Major League Baseball. I think he was told like you gotta fire these guys or we're gonna like we're gonna fuck your shit up. Basically,
0: that's actually not a bad conspiracy there. Like saying hey, we could do a lot of things to your team. But if you give us a little bit here and you do this one decision yeah, so we don't have like, to we'll do this them one. Spe- we'll we'll be- suspend it for the year. Like they'll we'll meet take in the middle up. a little bit. That's not too crazy.
1: Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if it's like they like put them in a room and <laughs> tie them down and we're like, hey, we're going to give you a year to make this decision. If you don't make the right call or if we'll come back and we'll break your fingers or we'll break your kneecaps, little mafia style thing.
0: I understand that they have a maximum fine amount, but yeah. the Houston Astros are worth $1.8 Oh, yeah,
1: $5 million is a drop in it's the bucket. It's nothing. So
0: I think a nice move here would have been like, you know what, we're extending the maximum fine here for you. Like, we're fining you, like, $50 million. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's still one, a $1. $1.8 billion team. I mean, still not much, but at $50 million, you're definitely going to feel that in the books. I
1: always wonder in these situations, like, what precedent would the Houston Astros as a franchise have to, like, take the MLB to court over this?
0: But they can't. They were caught cheating.
1: Yeah, but like, but we'd have they'd have to prove they'd have to display the evidence if they did take it to court. Then, right? Like, yeah. They, they'd have to have more than a freaking garbage can banging in a video, yeah. in my opinion. I, I mean, mean,
2: the owner. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No there, problem. The, the owner appears to be willing to capitulate. Yeah. With MLB, so which on- that's we're some words today. Ooh. Owners, owners undoubtedly have more power in MLB than players or the players union.
1: Mm. The owners
2: have always held (laughs) (laughs) this, this crazy amount of power over everything. So if Jim Crane was willing to capitulate, I'm willing to bet that MLB and our boy Manfred definitely came in with some like ball busting levels of like mafia talk where he's like, If you don't fire these guys, your team is going to suffer immensely. Maybe, Mm. we may never know the truth, but maybe it came down to either we strip you of your title and we're going to start throwing out lifetime bans, or you fire these two guys now and they'd be sort of the martyrs on your club.
0: There are a plethora of scenarios, I think.
2: Yeah, that could have gone down in these negotiation
0: talks. I just don't buy the AJ Hinch. I didn't know what was going on. Excuse that what makes me the yeah, most mad about this whole shit. thing. I think he's so full of shit. And people are like, Oh, yeah, no, I totally believe him. Man, you're right there. Oh yeah, You're right there. You have to know. Uh, another thing, the first and second round picks. I mean, yes. A first and second round pick. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some good players, but like, who cares? The MLB drafts like 75 rounds.
1: Yeah, but the first two rounds where you make your bank.
0: Very true, but like, oftentimes you're seeing so many. MLB players that are getting drafted in like yeah. the twelfth round in the majors. Like it's true, but it's not I mean, like it's the, like it's not like it's like the NFL draft. It's the math. The math rounds.
1: though still favors the first two rounds. Oh, right? I know. I, and, just like the NHL, right? Yeah. Like there's no guarantees that the prospects are gonna pass. Exactly. Out. But in your first round pick, you, you're gonna stick with them for a lot longer mm. than you would anybody else.
0: But it's still just such a crapshoot in the MLB draft. Yeah, I think I that know. like I out agree. of all the drafts are the least valuable first and second round picks. Because there are so many would, ball players uh, out there, and the draft is so long, and you can just be like, okay. I
1: place a really high value on a first round pick. Because you can get guys like a Mike Trout, yeah, like a Mookie Betts, true, like a yeah. like a uh, G- Jordan Groshans mm-hmm. to put it more close to home. Like those are the kind of guys you get in first rounds, people who go on to win MVPs, mm-hmm. right?
0: But I think out of all the drafts, again, I'm not saying that it's n- not a no, big and
1: deal. and it's it, but th- but what else could they? do is my it would be my question to you instead of that
0: maybe more years i don't know
1: honestly if it was me if they didn't hand out suspensions and then these guys weren't fired i would have wanted to re- completely remove them from this year's draft just take them out of one year draft completely see i wouldn't mind that just totally screw up their whole farm system for a total year yeah I mean, that, that would be, would a be a good something idea.
2: yeah see i yeah but i mean I feel like that's more likely to destroy the team than but, it is to have that same effect that you're looking yeah, for. Yeah,
1: but how, like, how? Yeah, how far is too far in a punishment? Like at I one think, point, like like when you're poking something a stick and it's already dead. Like mm-hmm. what? Like what's gonna make that worse? Like is I do kind of feel like
2: if you're permanently damaging a team for longer than five years, you're if you're kind of You're kind of going too far, and you're being more of an asshole than you are. Well, I mean, uh, that's what they do in college
0: football, though. When you cheat, you cheat. The death penalty. Like, it it screws them up for five years. Like, USC, they were screwed for five years. They were terrible. SMU was horrible for a long, long time. Uh, There are a couple other schools I'm missing here, but it seems like every year there are, like, two that get like okay twenty scholarships taken away. Yeah. That's huge that's for a massive. college. Team. No bowl games it for four years. It impacts
1: like the student yeah. athletes too, right? Like bowl
0: like, games make those schools so much money if they win. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good there.
1: point too. I mean, if you remove a team from a draft, that that impacts a lot of potential players mm-hmm. too like minor league players drafted guys
0: and it's also going to be like hey that that'll encourage teams to never do it again though yeah that, oh, See, for that's, sure that's another side of this argument if you make it brutal no one's yeah, gonna try but at cheat the same
1: again. time it's like people never try it again until somebody does very true like, they'll find a new way to cheat right? that's
0: very true um, when you think of lifetime bans the first guy that comes to mind Pete Rose like yeah. that's the big name gambled on games he played in lifetime ban whether you agree with it or not Pete Rose has a lifetime ban. But there are actually a couple of interesting stories here, and uh, Patrick talked about it a little bit uh, before. Uh, Professor Marsh, take it away. A historical look at lifetime bans in baseball.
2: Yeah, so I thought this was a good time actually to talk about it since Brandon Taubman, uh has joined the dreaded and ineligible list, which means that uh, effectively it is a lifetime ban from Major League Baseball. I'm pretty sure this also extends to affiliated Leagues, So I would imagine that he is also banned from minor leagues. I don't know how much control MLB would have over that. But I mean, everybody's kind of got to go lockstep in this one. If you're banned in one spot, you're probably going to not get a job anywhere else. <laughs> uh, but uh, I found it kind of a, a good opportunity to talk about some players that have been banned over the years for for various reasons, Uh, especially uh, in recent years under Manfred. He has shown to have a very low tolerance for uh, tomfoolery. We'll talk about it a little bit more in a minute here, but I don't know how much you guys know about baseball history, but uh, coming up in 2020, one of my long-term goals is to kickstart a little side venture for bad flips and maple dips where uh, I will do some deep diving and historical research on baseball topics, and I will produce uh, little mini-podcasts for everyone to enjoy. Um, I don't know when that's going to actually kick off with a real episode, because it involves a great deal of research, and I'd like to get the research done first, and then have uh, several episodes banked before we start uh, getting them out. But in the meantime, this is a little taste uh, of what you can expect. Uh, So we'll just kick it off by saying uh, there's been a couple of major scandals where multiple members of a team were banned for throwing games. Um, Most people know about the 1919 Chicago White Sox uh, being paid to throw games in the 1919 World Series against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, became known as the infamous Black Sox scandal, which included players like Chick Gandel, uh Eddie Sycott, um, <clears throat> uh of course, uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, uh, Swede Risberg, and a bunch of other guys uh, who were banned for life, and their ban is still in place right now. Uh, and even uh, Rob Manfred recently has stated that, uh, you know, he's not really interested in lifting the ban Uh, on any of them and perhaps it's best left to history Uh, but in 1877 uh, 40 plus years before the black Sox scandal there were three players on the louisville grays including uh the infamous mustached (laughs) pitcher jim devlin uh they were all banned for life uh for trying to fix a game in way back in 1877 so uh in case you're interested in that uh There is a little bit of talk about that in Ken Burns' documentary, Baseball. But uh, the Black Sox scandal has been talked about a million times on a million different podcasts. Uh, And maybe someday I'll get around to talking about it a little bit more. But uh, as the years progressed, uh, more and more we saw players and managers get banned. Uh, Jack O'Connor and Harry Howell, who are the manager and coach of the St. Louis Browns, we're both banned in 1910 for attempting to fix the outcome of the 1910 American League batting uh, title for a Cleveland Indians player, uh, N- Napoleon Lajouet against Ty Cobb. This is kind of an interesting one, guys, because a lot of people really did not like Ty Cobb, and a lot of people really liked Napoleon Lajouet. and Napoleon Lajue, uh went on to have a Hall of Fame career of his own and is considered one of the greatest contact hitters of all time, but... People hated Ty Cobb so much they tried to make him lose the batting title. That's kind of messed up. Uh, Pete Rose, as you guys mentioned, he was banned for gambling on games that he played in. Um, He admits that he gambled on games the Reds play for, but he kind of stands firm in the in the position that he never uh, bet against the or the Reds or uh, bet for the Reds to lose while he was manager or player. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this one, but way back in the mid-90s, Cincinnati Reds uh, had an owner named Marge Schott who was banned uh, for bringing Major League Baseball into uh, disrepute by repeatedly making slurs against a bunch of different groups of people. Um, She was reinstated in 98, but it was mostly... uh, sort of a placation she was pretty much forced to sell her stake in the franchise a few years later and then she died in 2004 Uh, she was not very well liked uh, among uh, MLB players and owners and certainly not commissioner at the time Uh, and of course under Rob Manfred we've seen several bannings Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name so forgive me uh, is it jean Maya? Uh, uh
1: Maya Genre, it might be. I can't remember how Maya? to pronounce it, but uh, close enough.
2: Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Mets pitcher was banned in 2016 for testing positive for performance enhancing drugs three times in less than a year. Would have been great to have protocols that in depth way back in the 90s. Would have been very interesting to see huh. <laughs> how many guys would have ended up getting the ban hammer. Uh, but that's a ban for life. Uh, Chris Correa, the former St. Louis Cardinals scouting director, was permanently banned in 2017 for his role in hacking the Houston Astros scouting database to provide the Cardinals with a competitive edge in scouting. Uh, kind of interesting how the Astros are on the other side of that ban. Uh, of course, most people know about John uh, Capolela, uh, former Atlanta Braves general manager, was permanently banned. In 2017, for the Braves circumventing MLB rules regarding the signing of international free agents. They really got hit hard and they had to release 12 prospects who were signed as international free agents. And uh, they even voided a contract of Ji Huan Bei. And finally, of course, Brandon Talman, and maybe more coming. Because of the 19, or the 2017 2018 sign stealing scandals that are happening. Say that five times fast. Sign stealing scandals. Woof. Yeah. Sign, stealing
1: scandals, sign
0: stealing scandals, sign stealing scandals, sign stealing scandals, sign stealing
2: scandals. Boom. Good job, radio guy who's Aha! supposed to be able to do tongue twisters. Talk for 11, boys. I yeah. A plus. So he was he was actually fired in 2019 for inappropriate comments that he made around a group of female reporters following the ALCS. Uh, however, uh, the official ineligibility starts right meow. Um, but it's some question for you guys: How far would you go with banning players, and where would you draw the line? We'll start with you, Clayton. Starting with cheating and fixing games, do you think that's a permanent a perma ban? I don't know. That's the Pete Rose situation, basically, and... uh, It's actually not... Pete Rose was banned because he was gambling on baseball. Well, yeah, okay, I guess so. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right, you're right. The terms there, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, gambling on your own team, and then, like, you can also kind of fix it in a way by playing shitty or playing better, you know? Like, you can kind of fix it. I guess it's both ways, but fixing games... Yeah, like it's got that's got to be a lifetime bang because you're messing with the with the final result. Yeah, I think sign stealing, no. Ugh. Sign stealing, if it's not to the extent as the Astros did, I think I don't know. I think sign stealing is kind of a gray area. It just depends how bad it is. Uh, steroids. Ugh. These are all so tough because all of them deserve like a
2: fifteen minute discussion.
1: <laughs>
2: like, yeah, that's why I wanted to sort of highlight a couple of them rather than us try to plow through everything. You remember Tim Donahue, the NBA referee? Yeah. Uh, who allegedly was fixing. Well, I think he was proven that he was fixing games, so I shouldn't say allegedly. Anyway, that was kind of what I was thinking about when it comes to fixing games. If it's an
0: ump and he's fixing games, then yeah, you're done forever.
2: You're Yeah. That's you're done fair. forever. Mm-hmm. No, I guess the big one that is worth talking about is steroids and that I understand we're talking about apples and oranges and cantaloupes and and, uh, you know, star fruits. And it's we're ta- we're all over the map here. But mm. as far as steroids go, there have been so many players caught dealing with steroids. And right now there is a bit of a rush right now to push through players who are guilty of taking steroids Uh, And they've been proven guilty of taking steroids. And there's a rush to get them into the Hall of Fame before they lose their eligibility. And we're seeing a surge in voting for guys like Roger Clemens and uh, Barry Bonds. Uh, But what about Rafael Palmeiro? He was drummed out of baseball because he lied about uh, taking steroids, saying he never took them. And he maintained that line. But yet for some reason when Roger Clemens says no, why isn't he getting the same – ostracized uh, actions against him I don't know uh,
1: yeah that's that's an interesting conversation my feeling is is that there are some guys I mean Raphael Palmer was he not caught multiple times I think yeah. so yeah. yeah so that's a different story whereas I mean I, I mean I'm sure that Roger Clemens took steroids more than once but he also didn't lie about it more than once. <laughs> yeah, I think they had with, one big thing for both him and Bonds. And but he did lie comment. about it. Yeah, he did, but not multiple times, like in different years, different time frames, right?
0: I think with steroids, I think it's you get caught, one year ban, you're done for the year. Yeah, 162 games, you get caught again, you're done. I think that'd be a good a good rule because again, like. You get caught doing roids, one year off. You don't get paid for a year either. You get taken all yeah, M- your salary MLB's away. MLB pretty,
1: is uh, pretty obsessed with the old three strikes throughout policy. Again,
0: but I think two strikes throughout out <laughs> in, the, in, in the steroids yeah. case. You get, one, you get one strike. You get one you get one little fuck up, and then you come back, like Braun did for Milwaukee. And if he gets caught again, he's done. But I think steroid, ah, steroids, I think, is a little bit different than fixing games, the magnitude of it. So I think steroids might go for like a one-year kind of ban the first time. And then after yep. that, I think a ban
2: so what's worse to you guys uh, would you say that sign stealing is worse than lying about stein's sign stealing or are they both e- equally you know justified in banning someone forever or at least an indeterminate length of time it's a hard question to ask i know i'm yeah. asking a bunch of real uh, real tough questions today but just thinking about taubman and the fact that he i mean let's start with one thing Separate okay when he was fired because of his insensitive comments, everybody knew he was an a-hole <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of the universal That's what everybody uh, you know believes now um, Because what he said was a hundred percent inappropriate should never have been said and is ridiculous because it's 2019 but now he's kind of I Don't know he's taken the, this full brunt of this thing by being put on the ineligible list and it could be forever I mean, is that enough?
1: I feel like at this point in baseball, we're almost to the point where we're we're banning the the staff members, it seems, more than we're punishing players.
0: I think the players should be punished way more. That's why I brought it up earlier. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, because of the union's involvement, the players' union, the players are kind of kept out of this. But I think that's why we saw such a harsh punishment for this Taubman character. Who nobody really cares about him, but like a guy like AJ Hinch, uh, and and Luna, they might their their careers in baseball could be over because of this. Like, is anyone going to bring these guys back when their suspensions over?
0: they will need some time for sure.
1: Yeah, they'll have to marinate a little bit. Like, but AJ
0: Hinch is a good manager. Like, oh yeah, but it it would take some time. You can't hire him right after. I think the next year you got to give it time to settle. I think time time does heal all wounds. I mean, you can. Yeah. Not, and time, after a while, it's like okay, because again, when Barry Bonds got caught with his roids, everyone for the, forever was like, ever like ninety nine percent of people, oh screw that guy. Now when you talk about Barry Bonds, there's a good chunk of people who are like, well, you know what? It's a new era.
1: Time passed. Maybe time it passed. Was, it was Maybe an we era. In. Ba- it was, a was great baseball. baseball that's, right? that's the thing. It was yeah. like, you
0: know what? Everyone else was doing it. Why not him? So it's, I think we have to wait like five or ten years. And then look back on yeah, this and be like, was are. it right? And like, see how time deals with this. I don't know. Well, we could
1: be we could be having this exact conversation like in a week or two from now, whenever this Red Sox punishment comes down too, right? Because yeah. there's going to be something that happens to them as well.
0: Well, also too, again, the five million dollar fine for the Red Sox, nothing.
1: whoop de doo
0: You know, whoop de doo but
1: a lot freaking.
0: I don't die. think the Red Sox are going to have two. Big of a hard time trying to find a manager, though. I think a lot of people would want to manage the Boston Houston Red Sox. Too. Same with Houston. So, again, like some of these, the punishment that they got, it, it's it's not a death penalty oh, kind of thing. No. They can, it's they not. can recover. They can from recover from it. pretty quickly. Yeah, they from can us. recover pretty quickly, which is like, okay. that's is they're, that, and,
1: they're not losing and, any uh, of their players. No.
0: Maybe the, maybe the
2: last question I'll ask you guys regarding this is considering the fact that we're already talking about what the recovery time will be for some of these guys who are getting suspensions, staff, uh, and sometimes players, is it time for a really thorough report to come out with regards to shoeless Joe Jackson and finally lift the ban on him and finally get him into the hall of fame where arguably he belongs. Um, I don't know. It's it's a really, really tough question because the level with which he was uh, violating the sanctity of baseball is a little bit different than sign-stealing. Where, where do you guys fall on Shoeless Joe Jackson? Should he be reinstated? I mean, everyone who's ever known him is now dead. <laughs> I mean, is that enough?
1: Honestly, if, like...
2: If time heals all wounds, why is Joe Jackson not in the Hall of Fame?
1: For me, I don't really really care.
0: I don't either. It's It's...
1: just
2: kind of like, okay, like, that's more, that's a
0: super old one. I think we don't care. I don't think, I think we don't care because it's like, that's a super old one. For me, I have no personal connection to it. If his granddaughter or grandkid was like, hey, like making a big stink about it. Maybe, but no one yeah. seems like. Is anyone really like? Are there is a, is there a Twitter account for Shoeless Joe Jackson in support <laughs> of it? Probably. I don't know, <laughs> but like, again, that's what like I think that happ- I think that's too old. Yeah. I think something like Barry Bonds is more relevant. Or even Pete Rose. Or even Pete Rose is more relevant because people remember watching him. I think Patrick hit the nail on the head. Everyone who watched Shoeless Joe Jackson, I mean, they're not around anymore. So maybe there. Maybe if you wait too much time, people stop caring about it, and navigate- it'll just kind of get buried. Yeah. So, time does heal all wounds, but if you leave too much time, if you let too much time go by, it's like, well, we forgot about you.
1: Yeah, at what point is it too late to go back? Mm-hmm.
2: Too late to not I don't think we are. It is too late, though. Like, th- that's the point I'm thinking is like, okay, uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson uh, and company, they all serve their lifetime bands. Now that their lifetime, you know, is over, I don't understand why we can't take a look at it and say, like, look, look at what. Look at what he did in his career. If you look at everything that Shoeless Joe Jackson did right up until he allegedly, you know, took money to throw the 1919 World Series, he he was bound for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, For me, I, I don't know. I'm I don't really have enough.
0: For baseball historian, <laughs> for baseball historic people like you, it's like, okay, yeah, but again, like, that was 1919, I'm like, I don't know, like, it'd be nice, it'd be a nice gesture, but again, he did, he did still cheat, but at the same time, i would be like, okay, that's kind of a cool thing, but I don't think it's yeah, going to So on. did
2: Roger Clemens, so did Barry Bonds, and they're about to get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, that's the thing that happened 20 years ago, that's the thing, I think too much time passed for Shoeless Joe Jackson, I think it's just like, oh, well...
1: I've moved on.
0: <laughs> I've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else, boys, on the Houston situation, the band situation? No, I think they got off light. I think they got off a little light too. I, I get on paper, it looks like a big deal, but then you start thinking about it, and it's like, you know what? Could they could real They can really bounce back from this. It's not like it's. It'll be tough, but this they won't can. won't cripple them.
1: It won't cripple them at all. They I can, mean, but did we? Were they? Really... Did baseball really want to cripple them? That'd be bad for the game and, 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 and uh, as a whole. Yeah,
0: but now it sends the message like, okay, well, we don't really care about cheating that much. Yeah. Because, again, like, okay, like, again, it's, we'll punish it. So we we do kind of care. I think they but... punished
1: pretty close to as much as they could have outside of, like, f- suspending every staff member who was involved in the team. Mm-hmm. Up until up, up to the trainer and the Bat Boy, um, I don't know. I think they. I think this is fine. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lose sleep over this.
0: That's the thing. I'm fine with it, but I <laughs> wish it could have been more. Like it's not like it's like oh man, this is way too light. They still got hit pretty hard. Yeah. But it's it could have been harder, and people wouldn't have been and people would not have been shocked about it. I think. So it, again, I think good on the MLB for doing something, but also you could have done more and. It's like, what's the situation kind of like? It's like bartering with someone, and you're like, "Give you three hundred dollars for it," and you're like, sold. Ha, huh? I would have took one fifty. <laughs> Damn it! Damn we could we could have stayed a little bit more. Yeah. We could have gotten a little bit more out of them, you know. So, yeah, um, I think it's that kind of situation. But
1: let's talk about this tweet from our friend Keegan Matheson at the very top of our sheet here.
0: Yeah, what? I don't even know what this means.
1: There's a uh, so Blue Jays Winter is this weekend mm-hmm. in Toronto, and this picture is of a baseball, and it says, "New threads are coming soon." #Hashtag New Blue, and it's in powder blue. They're bringing the powders back, boys.
0: See, I read that, like, new threads, like, oh, like, new Twitter threads? Is he starting a new Twitter uh, <laughs> No, That's like, a ball what? from the
1: Blue Jays. They send it out to media personnel. There's a few people posting on Twitter. They're mm. bringing the blues back. How do you guys feel about the powders?
0: I have one hanging up in my man cave in my basement. I love those things.
1: Which era of powder? Like, the 2000s powder or, like, the 92 World Series powder?
0: Oh, I'd say, like, the early ones, yeah. like the baby blue.
1: Yeah, the ones that, like, Roy Hall- they have in, in the holiday days, yeah. those oh, weren't yeah. that good.
0: No. But the actual ones like I I hope they bring back like that old eighties jersey oh, material yeah. with the big holes on it too. Yeah. They had that they had the dark blue <laughs> and the baby blue. I think those are the best. The, and the powders, no but- man. the no button up in the v-neck.
1: Just like the shirt. Just like the, the
0: Chargers. Well, would you go to powder blue, Patrick? Or I mean we got a good logo and good jerseys
2: right now, but
1: I think there'll just be like alternate. Okay. But what do you think about powders, Patrick? You have are you a I, fan?
2: I I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but I'm very indifferent to powder blue as far as the color goes. Um, well, you, remember, you must be like, fun at parties. Roy- <laughs> <the> Roy- yeah, <laughs> you remember the Royals also had a powder blue uniform. Oh, I mean, and- the
1: Cardinals have sweet powder blues. So are the Phillies. Yeah. Actually,
2: I just I don't know. Like I kind of would like the powder blue stuff to be, you know, I'm over it. It's in the past. I'd re- I'd like to I'd like to see some new and interesting. You know what else is in the past, Patrick? Verticals.
1: Shoot this, Joe Jackson. Oh, oh, that was my fucking point. got him. <laughs> Oh man. See uh our, our everyone's favorite friend John Lott, who we know really cares for. He uh is not a huge fan of this, I don't think.
0: <laughs> of the Powder Blues. And neither
1: is Andrew Stoughton, who is also a Blue Jays reporter.
0: Who cares? They I don't like they're not That's a huge what fan. Matters. And I
1: don't, you know what? <laughs> if it's if it's n- if it's the like, the like, the old school Powder Blue style and not the Holiday era Powder Blues. I'll be a fan.
0: Yeah, me too. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think that's it, boys. Um, I'm excited for. I thought it was like a new venture from Keegan Matheson. No, I'm so dumb. The new threads. <laughs> I thought it was Twitter threads, and he's having this new Twitter I kind venture. of want to
1: slow clap for you right now, so but also dumb, because
0: no. again, it was a tweet, and it was a new you know, thread coming soon, and it was like, hashtag new blue, so I thought like his new like Twitter media company would be called new blue or something is like that. This like when that. you have like, to
1: pat a kid on the head and tell him yeah. everything's going to be okay. Well, I
0: thought he was going to be starting his new Blue Jays venture, like, oh. new blue, here we go, and I'm like, okay, good for them, he's, he's a good it, reporter, he he's, loves the Jays. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the uniform. It's the actual team. Yeah, you know what, Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, cause threads are part of jerseys. Yeah,
0: I'm aware now. You get it. But Twitter threads also exist. That's true. So it's not tarot. It's pretty bad. It, it's, it's
1: it wasn't the worst misunderstanding ever. Yeah, that's it's for sure.
0: It's Brett Laurie against right-handed pitching. bat.
2: That's, that's how bad that was. Um, Speaking of uh, major misunderstandings, uh, what was it like watching the Battle of Alberta on the weekend and the misunderstanding that happened on the ice? Well, Layton. if you
0: if you have a chance to watch Edmonton Calgary on TV, do it. It's gonna be must watch TV. Like people thought the Kings and the Flames had a epic rivalry because of Dowdy and Kachuk, this Oiler Flames rivalry is about to heat up because first of all they're both good. Like mm-hmm. that game was for first place on Saturday, <clears throat> yeah. and secondly, like oh, like James Neal was getting into it today, Cassian was getting into it today, Drysido McDavid they're all calling out Kachuk, and Kachuk's calling them out, and I don't know uh, Rasmus Anderson, the guy who the Flames just signed to a six year deal, he went off. On the Oilers. Mm. I was saying, like, yeah, they're a bunch of cowards. Like, they're just going back and forth. <laughs> I've never been in an atmosphere like that. It was nuts. We sat second top row, like the second rope on the top of the saddle dome, like nosebleed yeah. central. And it was crazy. Back and forth, back and forth. I think that Kachuk was a little dirty and something, not dirty, but aggressive in those hits. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a penalty on the one where he hit him on the wraparound. I think so. He's vulnerable. But the one hit where Cassian was mad, Good hit. Suck it up. Cassian was just pissed. He's bad. And he to cost his up. team the game. Four minute power play in a tie yeah. game in a third. Thank you. Thanks, Zach Cassian, you yeah. psycho. Like and <laughs> he's, he's probably going get a two games case. for it, too. Yeah, he's so a bit
1: of a head case, again,
0: everyone hates Matthew Kachuk right now as a Flames fan. Oh, that's exactly the guy you want. I'm so happy he's on our team. He's such a valuable asset to the Flames. And he can score and he gets in guys' heads and he can hit Oh man, like he's he's dirty, he's a rat, and I love it. I absolutely love it, but yeah, that that game, it would—I've never experienced anything like it. This this rivalry right now, best in hockey. I know Leafs yeah. Habs is good, but this one right now, Leafs best Habs in is hockey. not
1: good right now because the Habs are shitty. Yeah,
0: but this, oh, I, this is—it's been great for a long time, and this is like the best it's going to be. This the second half of the season. I think it's nuts. the best
1: regional rivalry. And you got the Lucic right factor. They're so close together. Yeah. It's only a two hour drive oh, between yeah. the two
0: the cities. The Lucic Neal factor, the yeah. Cam Talbot, Mike Smith Yeah, factor. the fact that they just keep swapping players. Like, there are just so many former players on each team. <laughs> and, like, so, like, McDavid's on one team, Goudreau and Kachuk are on another. Those like, two
1: franchises, like, they just take after the CFL. They just, like, Every player on those two teams has yeah. played for the other team at, at one point in their career. No, oh,
0: I love it. It's, it's the best <laughs> hockey you'll watch is Edmonton. Oilers-Flames is just, oh, it's going to be good. I'm so happy for this rivalry to be back. they play in the playoffs. Oh, I, that would be nuts. The,
1: the Oilers have to not choke back. first because the Oilers are probably going to choke. Yeah,
0: but that would be nuts. I just, I love the fact that this rivalry is back. For so long, it's been Calgary's good, Edmonton's bad, whatever. Or both teams are bad. Or yeah. Edmonton's good, Calgary's bad. This rivalry hasn't seen them both be really good in a long time.
1: The, again, the Ryan Smith days.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, I just... Yeah, 2004 Durando and yeah. 2006. Yeah, right around that era where the they were Kipper both sub good. Kipper days. Oh, Kipper was the man. But Cam Talbot's Talb- turning it around right now. Allegedly. Big save Dave. Yeah, he's, he's streaky, but he needs like a couple weeks off, and then he'll be back to being hot. But, <laughs> God, I love hockey. Oh, I love baseball. I love the Jays. They're always my number one. But, man, just... This part of the hockey season when the playoffs are on the line and every game is so important. The new year always
1: just seems like it just ramps it up. Oh, yeah. The calendar turns and players are like, oh, crap, playoffs are coming.
0: No, it's awesome. But, yeah, go Flames, go, baby. Sorry, Oilers. Sorry, you have a psycho like Zach no Cassian playing for under the others. Yeah, yeah. Four number one picks. So many chirps in the stands, by the way. Oh, it man, was I uh, imagine. Uh, like Koskinen letting a goal. and You should have used one of your number one picks on a goalie, you dummies. <laughs> and it was, oh, so many. And then like a D guy would have a turnover. Should have spent one of your number one picks on a D guy. This guy would not stop doing it. Like, it was like, oh, it was so
1: funny. He probably thought he was like the funniest guy ever, too. Oh, he
0: was, though. Uh, yeah. So kudos to random guys sitting in row 15 in the nosebleeds at the Saddle Dome on Saturday. Good for you. Uh, I think that's it, boys i think that's it um thanks for listening uh again lots of talk about cheating and not a lot of jay's talk today but whatever i want to say congratulations hmm. to keegan matheson on his new media company too so <laughs> good for you buddy uh again thanks for listening whether it be on anchor itunes spotify google podcast tune in, wherever we appreciate it stitcher too as always uh get us on the socials bfmd podcast um what do we got for a goodbye song here today patrick you picked it right
2: I did. I've been listening to this song a bunch lately. It is Post Malone Circles. You're a big posty guy? I am. Yeah.
1: Man, every time you guys have been saying cheating, I keep thinking of Cheetos and now thinking of Post and thinking of cereal. I'm really hungry right now.
0: I was thinking of the Cheetah Girls, (laughs) that movie on the Family Channel with Raven Simone back in the day.
1: It's a real blast from the past.
0: That was a joke, guys. Obviously, I'm not thinking about the, <laughs> the Cheetah Girls. I got no laughs, the Cheetah Girls reference.
1: I was just thinking about how old that movie is. Grow up, guys. It kind of made me feel a little bit depressed. I feel like I'm just getting old. You know what? Fucking grow
2: up,
0: okay? Grow up. Read a book what once ha- in a while. What
2: happened to the Cheetah Girls?
0: Uh, drug addiction, man. They went downhill. Probably. Yeah, they got on the oxy. No, I don't know. They were, they were fictional, weren't they? Like, they uh, didn't yeah. actually exist. I think it was just for the movie. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Well, whatever. R.I.P. Cheetah Girls. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week.